the pressures on ESG transparency are growing. And the impact that's having is that there's a push to standardize reporting and scorecarding of entities on their tax transparency. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. I'd like to welcome you to a special five-part podcast series, Taxman, on the intersection of tax and compliance. In this series, I visit with tax professional Tracy Howe. Tracy has worked at multiple multinational corporations and literally lived across the globe in practicing tax. These episodes include episode one, why should tax talk to compliance? Episode two, what is transfer pricing? Episode three, why tax should have a seat at the table. Episode four, tax and supply chain. And episode five, tax and ESG. I know you will learn a lot in this series, whether you're a compliance professional, legal professional, or other non-tax professional. This special series, Tax Man on the Intersection of Tax and Compliance, is a special presentation of the Compliance Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox back again with Tracy Howe for our fifth and final episode in Tax Man, the Intersection of Tax and Compliance. Today, we're going to take up a topic that, frankly, I've seen nothing on. So I appreciate you taking the time to research on it so we could visit about it, Tracy, and that is tax and ESG. So first of all, with that incredibly long-winded introduction, welcome back. Hey, thanks, Tom. I'm glad to be back, and I am the tax man. So Tracy, maybe we could start with the basics. What is ESG, and how does tax intersect with ESG? ESG is the acronym, covers the governance in today's environment. It includes environmental, social, and governance sections of an entity. So those three components, the environmental, an organization is supposed to be monitoring and contributing to its social requirements of its environmental footprint, if you will, Tom. Wastewater management, for instance, energy efficiency, carbon footprint of an entity's organization, and the social component of that, Tom, which is, again, growing in importance, includes human rights. Where's it operating in? It's human resource function. The well-being of its workforce. Do they pay a fair wage, Tom? Energy efficiency. And so that's a social component. And then the governance part is, of course, Tom, you're functional expert, global expert on this. The governance part includes executive compensation. That's a high-profile item. Political contributions of an entity, Tom, board independence and composition, the demographics of its executives, the whistleblower schemes, those are the traditional components that our entities are held accountable for in today's environment. So, Tracy, what are some of the drivers of this change to ESG really around the inclusion or enhancement of tax as an ESG component? Because Frankly, I don't think many people think of the tax component to ESG or or even within each one of the E and the S and the G, where does tax fit? So how do you see that shaking out? External forces con- pulling tax into the, the S and the G of the ESG component, the social component. Social being, how does tax fit into social? Well, You've heard, Tom, the phrase that's being thrown around these days of 
companies paying a fair share. And that's an arbitrary term for multinationals. And Tom, that's a term that's really misunderstood a lot because there are different countries or jurisdictions have different tax rates. Some are higher, some are lower. And so as companies are very good at trying to operate in a most tax efficient manner, their activities are going to gravitate to a lower tax regimes. And so what's coming up, Tom, is the S and social taxes becoming more common in social piece of ESG. And you've got forces trying to push the concept of fair share rather than just compliance with the tax laws of those different jurisdictions. Hey, also, there's a tax component in the governance piece, and it's becoming more and more common for companies to have to talk about their compliance tax audits. And it doesn't mean a company can have a vision or a perception of not being compliant in governance simply because a company's following the laws of the different jurisdictions. And I know, Tom, you've seen some of the litigation in the European Union between the countries where there's some intellectual property licensing in one jurisdiction that's at a lower rate and governments are giving uh, maybe some tax concessions to draw business incentives. And subsequently, those are being challenged. So that's a misperception. So anyway, it's becoming a bigger factor in the G part, governance and S for social. Let me turn to now and ask you the question, could you talk about the impact these changes that you've outlined around taxation, the push to create global standards and where you see this, not only this movement going, which you've told us, but what's the role of tax in a company with this growing critical element? The pressures on ESG transparency are growing, and the impact that's having is that there's a push to standardize reporting and scorecarding of entities on their tax transparency. As you know, publicly traded companies have substantial reporting requirements in material areas of their operations, and income tax is always one of the large footnotes as required in SEC reporting. These external forces are creating some scorecarding. So you've got different players, some being OECD, one being there's a global reporting initiative, Tom, IFRS, which is International Financial Reporting Standards Foundation, World Economic Forum, SASB, which is a Sustainability Accounting Standards Board. These, each one of these organizations, Tom, are drafting up their own and pushing out their own transparency scorecard, if you will. And that would include some things like effective tax rates. You know, effective tax rates, traditionally, you, you can calculate in the financial results of, a, of an audited, published multinational. They're going to push that even farther to require ETR, effective tax rate reporting by jurisdiction. So if you have a country, high-tax country, such as, uh, let's use the U.S., and then they've got operations in Ireland, which has a lower, a lower income tax rate, Tom. If you just put those on paper and compare the two effective tax rates without an explanation or a thorough understanding, you, you're going to get an inaccurate conclusion, possibly. 
But these organizations are pushing for globalization and transparency. The SEC currently doesn't have tax component for ESG scorecarding, but uh, the global momentum is for this, Tom. It's going to result in more tax reporting and ESG. Tracy, your comments there really seem to me to bring together several of the themes or key themes we've tried to hit on in this podcast series. You've talked about, obviously, compliance being at the table. You've talked about compliance working with different parts of the organization, HR, supply chain. You might even have them working with health and safety or other groups that are touching upon the E in ESG. And I really wanted to ask you, in summarizing ESG, why is it so important to have tax now as a part of an ESG discussion? And maybe it's where you see all of this heading. You just said that you see us going down the road for perhaps greater transparency. You see us going down the road that there may be additional regulations. Where do you see pressure on multinational enterprises regarding this? The biggest pressure that's coming on top of multinational organizations are the institutional investors. And Tom, large institutional investors, as you know, they play a heavy role in impacting a multinational's activities. In other words, the CFO really has to listen to the institutional investors that he has relationships with or his entity. And institutional investors are probably the biggest 500-pound gorilla in the room that are making investment decisions with their millions of dollars, and they are incorporating an ESG scorecard with tax transparency, a big part of it, as to where they're making their investment decisions. And so, you know, the biggest player in the room that's asking for tax transparency are institutional investors, the pension funds, and the Tom, the big money. And the big money is driving the CFOs and organizations to get ahead of SEC uh, reporting requirements and include an ESG scorecard component of which tax is a large component of that. So, Tracy, unfortunately, we are near the end of our time for this episode and the concluding episode of this series. I judge a podcast on two factors. One, how much did I learn? And two, how much fun did I have? And I scored A pluses on both for this series. But before we leave, I was wondering if you wanted, or rather if our listeners wanted, to get in touch with you or to learn more about any of the topics that we have touched on in this podcast series, what would be the best way for them to do so? Anyone can contact me by email at tbhowellcpa at gmail.com. That's T. He is in boy, Howell, CPA at gmail.com. Or you can find me on my LinkedIn profile and connect with me there, which is Tracy Brian Howell. Easily found, Tom, and I look forward to hearing from anybody. And I appreciate your uh, invitation. And it was fun for me as well, Tom. It's always good to hang out with the counselor. Well, Tracy, thanks again. And I look forward to continuing this conversation. Thanks, Tom. This is Tom Fox. In today's episode five, we concluded our series by looking at the intersection of tax and ESG. And this is one of the areas that surprised me the most because I really not focused on the role of tax and ESG, but it turns out that tax has a huge role in ESG. You could start with simply the G, the governance. Obviously, environmental 
has impacts as well in social because of your awareness of tax payments, a critical component of ESG, but also the governance, executive compensation, contributions, board independence, accountability for responsible tax policy. Guess what? That's in the G of ESG. What about ongoing expansion and changes to your ESG program? Inclusion and growing of the ESG role and emphasis on a corporate income tax within the components of ESG. Drivers of this change to ESG to include tax as a component. Well, institutional investors and portfolio companies are driving this. There's a huge push for tax transparency, global reporting initiatives, International Financial Reporting Standards Foundation, the World Economic Forum's International Business Council, and SASB, the Sustainability Accounting Standards Board, are all pushing for tax transparency, which, of course, is another key component of the S in ESG, but, once again, part of good governance. So what are some of the current changes to ESG regarding taxes? Well, there's ongoing effort to coordinate and synchronize standards and create common global reporting systems, both within overall ESG and tax. Efforts by commercial organizations to develop and propagate ESG ratings and ratings on various standards using ESG factors will likely be visible and substantially play a greater role. All of this is putting uh, collective pressure on multinational enterprises requiring an enhanced ESG rating and scorecard. Tax is a high-growth component of ESG, and standards are being developed and synchronized and will be a greater component of ESG in the future. It's all about tax transparency, which will result in entities becoming more conscious of aggressive yet legal tax planning. I hope you've enjoyed this five-part series. As a compliance professional and, frankly, as a lawyer and general counsel, I wasn't always aware of the tax implications of many of the transactions that we engaged in. It wasn't until I met Tracy, and he really helped me understand if you bring tax in at the start of the process, it's a lot easier to work through the issues than if you bring them in the day before the contract sign. So I've worked with Tracy. He's been a great friend over the years, and I hope that you have enjoyed and learned about the role of tax in various parts of your compliance program and your ESC program. Once again, if you've got any questions for Tracy, I would urge you to reach out to him. He's got a wealth of information and can help you both understand the intersection of tax and compliance and ESG, but help you craft your program. This is Tom Fox. Thanks so much for listening to this five-part series on Taxman, the intersection of tax and compliance. I hope you've enjoyed this special series, which has been a presentation of the Compliance Podcast Network.